Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Happy New Year. Yes, it is 2022. Welcome to the Witching Hour 2022. Um, we have an amazing guest for you this week, a person I love starting the year off of. What are my favorite witches and fairy seers? Yes, Orion Foxwood. He will be here momentarily. But before I bring Orion on, let's look at what we're doing this week. Kind of, where's Patty? Where's Patty? Um, if you are listening to this or watching this in the first week when we drop, which is January 3rd, 2022. Yes, indeed. Um, I am home is where I am. No travel again. Another week, two weeks in a row. I think that might be. I do have some classes, though. I have my Tuesday class. I'm doing. I'm going back into doing some magical workings in my Tuesday classes. I'm going to do a sigil and not magic class, which is really fun. If you've seen those people wearing little strings around their wrists and things, little witches' ladders and sigils and signs and things, we're always wearing sigils all the time. Teaching that on Tuesday. Um, Sunday, I think I'm doing a psychic protection class. I've still got my tarot series running. This next month, I'm doing dragon magic, weight loss magic, because that's how you start the new year off every year, right? Right. Um, money magic, because that's how you also want to start the new year off every month. So I've got all sorts of stuff. Just go to universitymagicus.com and check out what we have going on. Besides me, we have amazing teachers, um, all sorts of amazing teachers from Bishop Long, the Catholic priest, to Kadrick Olson, to my partner Sebastian, to Nick, to Alicia, just in all sorts of paths, just different spiritual paths of magical paths to claim your life and create it how you want it. Um, no travel this week. I don't know of any TV things I have on this week. I do have some stuff coming up. I've got lots of travel, uh, but I don't even need to talk about it this week because it's the first week of the year. Um, so watch me, visit me, join me, talk to me right here on your little box, wherever you're watching it, on your phone, on your laptop, on your computer, and join me. And that's it. Hi, everybody. The Willow Report for the first week of the year. I'm actually going to comment on last week. Oh, you like my little naked lady earrings, Willow? Don't eat them. Please don't eat them. Yeah. Anyway, I was just going to comment on the Bell Willow situation. Last week, if you, if you listened and you were here, uh, you notice I talked about the sibling rivalry, the something in between Willow and Bell, and I asked you guys for advice. And I must say, you guys gave me really great advice and ideas and thoughts. And I think you really are kind of onto something. It's it's um, sibling rivalry is probably the best thing to do it. A, a little bit of jealousy in between. Um, Bell was here for a long time, being the the ghost baby, so to speak. Because remember, she's not just a doll. There's a little girl spirit in her. And and then all of a sudden came this dog who took all of our attention, all of our attention completely. And then for this little dog who doesn't understand why is this thing that, you know, I do think animals see spirits. I think cats, I think dogs see spirits. So here's this inanimate thing who who gives her dirty looks, who gives her bad energy, and she just didn't understand it. She understands when Cranky Larry the cat, you know, slices back at her. Now it's time to play. Now it's time to sit down or I will put your eye out. But she didn't get it with an inanimate dog. So I'm starting to do, I'm taking them out of their rig. Like right now, this is where is not the best place because it's in the office where 
they both would sit and vie for my attention. But last week I was up in the dining room. So now I'm starting to take them around the house. We'll all go to the dining room table together. Yes, I'm weird, like a little kid having a tea party. Let's have a tea party at the dining room table with Belle and Willow. Now let's all go sit in the master bedroom together. The doll, the dog, and mom, and dad, and maybe the cat if he feels like it. But honestly, see, she's not quite so nervous around Belle right now. It's actually weirdly working. So there is hope for nine-month-old dachshunds and haunted dolls in the household. So uh, that's the Willow Report. I, you guys, thank you for your wisdom. Um, you could even check it. It's all like on the social media, the things and the little nuances many of you gave. I listened to them. I tried them out and they work. So thank you. What are we going to talk about next week, Willow? Maybe how great of friends you and Belle are. Or not. <laughs> but it's getting better all the time. Yes. Oh, so sleepy. <laughs> That's the Willow Report for the first week of 2022. Now, because it is the beginning of the year, I thought, mm, what better way to just start out with your house new magic? Um, I There's something that I do... Um, whenever I clear a house and there's something I do, I think traditionally you do it on Samhain on Halloween Eve, but I do it on New Year's. It's called beating the bounds and it sounds kind of funny, but it's not really funny. It's take your broom and it doesn't even have to be your magic witch's broom and claim your house or claim your room or whatever you live. Take the handle side down and walk past the front porch, walk past the front door. And I had a little broom right here and it just... It brushed away. No, there's a really tiny one. <laughs> Pretend that this is a full-size broom, shall we? Usually I have a pen size, but so I'm holding my broom. I should have one of my little dolls right here and walk past the door going, I claim this space as my own. I claim this land as my own. I claim this home as my own. I claim this apartment. And you're hitting the handle of the broom on the ground. And as you do, it's vibrating down and it's vibrating up and you're claiming it as your own. Even if in a week or two, you're just moving out, make it your own right now. Also walk through your house. We sometimes forget about things, you know, yes, maybe do a big clearing. I've got great clearings. We talk about them. I've got them in my book. There's a million online, but just for the beginning of the year, walk through the house and see how you feel in each room. Are you happy there? Are you spending time in that room? If not, why? Um, if you wanna do a light clearing, do a light clearing. Remember, counterclockwise is clearing. Whether you're hitting pots and pans together or burning Palo Santo or incense, clearing, clearing, clearing. It get rid of the angst of last year, the anger of last year, the sadness, the lack, whatever you had, ghosts if so inclined, and then Again, feel it out again. And now go clockwise, bringing in what you want for 2022. Health, happiness, new job, new love, whatever that is. Whether you're you know, ringing bells and doing incense or carrying a little candle room to room, bringing in the light. Claim what you want. What gets to come in your front door? Only people you invite in. Only people with good intent. What comes in that window? Fresh air, inspiration, light, whatever you need. What do you get in your bedroom? Great sleep, great sex, your kid's room, safety, protection, education, space by space. What better way to start off the room? Put in colors. It doesn't mean you have to paint the room. 
mm, I like the color of pink, the smell or of pink, the smell of pink as you walk in, or maybe it's yellow. It could switch off. The more attributes you give, the more it gets filled up with things that you love and things that you like. There is less room for all the sense of lack, the not enough money, the not enough time doesn't fit in there. Everything is energy. Your energy, I'm energy. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new start. So walk through your house or your apartment or your cardboard box or the room you share with somebody else. Make it your own. Be aware of it and make it your own. That's the magic for today. It's all in you. To bring in the new year, I have an amazing guest for you. You might get a little deja vu because you might remember him from last year, but I honestly cannot think of anybody better to bring a new year in than this magical man. So let me introduce to you again, Orion Foxwood. Yes, he's a traditional witch, a conjure man, a fairy seer, a fairy seer, an echo magical activist, which I'll have to explain that later, and the author of several amazing books. He was born with the Vale, Appalachian Mountains, and Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, but I'm going to let him tell you some of that because you might know him from last time. So without further ado, I'm going to bring you the man himself. Welcome, Orion. Hi, Patty. It's so nice to be back on your show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you know, Thank you. sorry. Uh, no, go on, jump in, jump in. I know we're like two little kids. I've, You guys, I've known this guy for years and years and years, even though we're opposite coasts. When he'd come to LA, I'd take workshops with him. We've done rituals on the beach together. And to have him here, it's like family. So we just mm -hmm. expect two little kids jump, get wiggling around and that's okay. <laughs> ah. And we will do so more. Anyway, we will do more together. We will do we more. We'll do more. So it is a new year. What is a new year? So how would you want to bring in this? It's, you know, we had a kind of crazy one last year and it's been kind of crazy for a while now. What are your magical thoughts on this? Your Well, you know, my queen in the craft, Lady Cersei used to say, the witch does not dwell in the circle of the light or the circle of the dark but in the gray space in between. And she said that, and she also, one of the other statements she would make about betwixt and betweenness or thresholds, which was, uh, I do not worship the lady nor the Lord, but the love space in between. Isn't that powerful? That is beautiful. That it's, is. Yeah. I know, I know, deeply moving. <laughs> Yeah, and you are better with words and rhyme and cadence than honestly anyone I've ever met. You, you are, what do you call that? <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, I think that that came from when I was a little boy, you know, uh, the elders, because I'm Southern and Appalachian, you know, and I grew up in Shenandoah Valley, and a lot of folk magic was there. They didn't always call it magic, though. It was just the ways, you know, it was just the ways, what you did. And the elders recognized very early uh, that I had an ability to remember the old charms um, and to ensoul them, you know. And so ever since I was a little kid, when I would see, you know, the, the witches on TV or wherever, and they're speaking or in old nursery rhymes and such, the cadence, the rhythm of those charms enchanted me. And then when I started to learn the old charms in Appalachian and then in the craft traditions, uh, they bespelled me, pardon the pun. And, and so I've been in love with them ever since. And so we estimate that I have about 500 in my little brain, you know, and, and I love them. 
I love them. That is beautiful. So other that, that you learn these and you memorize them, do you think in rhyme and cadence? Is that coming into your way of it? I, yes, that's it funny. It sounds like it to me. Yeah, it becomes a part of you. Uh, I just said yesterday that I have a maddening affair with the metaphor, you know, and that I love the metaphor. I love a textured language because it's ensouled, you know, it's ensouled. Um, you know, I could say that I touched my beloved skin or I could say that that um, I explored the rhythm of my beloved skin like, I don't know, like, um, like, uh, like going down the landscape of their soul, you know, uh, and and tracing the landscape, the map of eternity written on the flesh of the beloved, you know. There's so so I could say it one way, or I could all of a sudden have us tingling by going into textured words. And I think our elders they knew that uh, uh, with uh, the, the metaphor, but also there's something about the rhythm. The rhythm itself and the way it cones power, it it, it, it dips the threading of of fate, of fate's web in our favor, you know. Uh, when I was a little boy, and then I'll say some things about New Year's about this, uh, there was just an old man. He would come down from the, from the Blue Ridge, and he'd come down to see my mom on his way to the farmer's market. And... Um, and he told me my first charm, you know, which was a an old weather charm. And I can say it real quick. It's you just get a got to have a knock and rock. A knock and rock is a rock halfway in the land, halfway out. They use them a lot in Appalachia. Yeah, not interesting. And so you get a, just an old rag and a bucket of water. And this is to bring rain. And you would dip the, the, the rag into the water. And this is an example of the cadence and rhythm of these things. And then you would slap that, that, that knock and rock with that wet rag. And you'd be doing this like, so you go, I abjure the blood and all its stains to blacken the skies in witchcraft's mm -hmm. name, to raise the wind and bell the dame and bring the rain and bring the rain. So you would dip it and then do this chant and then bring the rain. It was to whip up all the wind. And really what it's saying, I abjure the blood and all the stains. It's basically, it's talking about the blood of Jesus because Jesus is a solar cult, a solar king. And so if the sun's out, it's not going to rain. So it's like saying, Jesus, I got this. Okay, I got this, buddy. Uh, I abjure the blood so you have to step back and all its stains to blacken the skies. And it says in, in witchcraft's name. So it's talking about the chthonic primal powers of the dark goddess. You know, because if the sky doesn't go black with the clouds laden heavy with moisture, it won't rain. It says, I've the blood and all the stains of blackened skies and witchcraft's name to raise the wind. We got that. And bell the dame, which means to beautify the lady. Because when it rains, she flowers. She turns green. Isn't that beautiful? And bring the rain and bring the rain. And, and that charm was my first one. And I'll never forget when he was teaching it, I was just enchanted, right? And, and and I memorized it. And one of the things he told my mom, he said, he's got the charm. And uh, and and he was using the word both ways, to charm these rhymed uh, uh, spells, but also to char be charming. He said, because when a charm is good, not even God can resist. Is <laughs> that more so you're wooing? It's a type of wooing and funneling, you know? Um, I, yeah. It is. It's it's romantic. It's poetic. And we know how important words are. And then to so carefully pick the words, we know how important sound is, cadence, movement in it. Listen to music, how music can inspire. Music can relax. Music can 
do yeah. everything to us. It's a form of music with the words. But I'm I wish I would have known this that that spell, like for the last however many we've been in a drought in Los Angeles. We're doing okay now. We've got some rain going. But I'm stuck on that rock. So a rock that's half in and half out. Well, tell me about that. I'm just intrigued because I have those in my yard. I didn't know they were magic. Oh, goodness, yes. And so actually, uh, oddly, it would be good to talk about that a moment anyway because that's a threshold. That's a threshold. And we're standing at a threshold because, of course, January coming up uh, is named after uh, Janus or uh, Janus, the two-headed or two-faced God, God that looks to the past and to the future. And it was Caesar who established that uh, the, the month of, of January being named after Januarium uh, uh, or Janus and uh, established it as the official New Year's Day because different cultures had it at different times, right? And so it's to honor uh, the looking back and the looking forward at the same time. Which is very powerful. Now, what the uh, knock and rock, and they called it a knock and rock was of the rag, you know, knocking the rag on there. And they'd use those rags like that was to bring the pelting rain. But let's say they had to, there was um, uh, an illness that needed to be frayed. Sometimes they would take uh, rags also and wipe a person down, right? And then wet it in, uh, in living water, water that's come from a, a creek and a water that's moving away from you because you want the, the illness to move away and then wash the person and then beat on the rock until it turns to threads and they're taking apart the illness. It's really neat. So these knocking rocks were a big deal. They were um, often the ones we had because, you know, up in the Blue Ridge, you get these huge uh, like boulders, you know, that are uh, massive because those mountains are a part of Pangaea. Those are as old as Africa. They're really old and you feel it. And um, and the rock being half in and half out is uh, is really the same reason that when we go to, uh, say, a graveyard to do work, we will look for the um, highest cross or highest obelisk or oldest and highest tree in the graveyard as the center post. And the use of crosses is really interesting because if they didn't find that, they would take the cr- a cross, like made out of wood, and put it into the ground uh, so that wh- once it's put in, it looks like a plus sign, an equal armed cross. Because more people b- live below the horizon than above. That's the land of the dead and the land of the living. That ah. more people are behind us than are in the world right now. Very powerful. So it's the long road, right? Well, likewise with these stones, uh, I was told that the Dock and Rock likely came from old fairy tradition, right? Which is really the oldest. That's the oldest traditions in the world. It's animistic. And that the stone being uh, half in, half out, is like the ancient enchanted floating floating islands, you know, uh, that would, would show up in the mists. And so... From this side, it looks like uh, the stone is rising. From the underworld, it also looks like the stone is rising, right? So, but it's one mm. stone. And so what we're doing is making this so in the three worlds, the heavens, the middle world here, and the, the worlds below, right? And um, sometimes they would also write things on them, like write wishes uh, if you wanted to, and, and using chalk which is interesting because chalk is made of the fossilized remains 
of of calcified bones and such. That's all cal. It's just calcium. It's calcium. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Chalk they would use and lead pencils, because lead is a uh, Saturnian. You know. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That, simple things, just these simple. Uh, little things, and also uh, even to clear things off of you. If you have a knock and rock nearby, right? right? A knock and rock or an old stump, right? Uh, a knock and rock, again, a, a, it's a stone halfway in, halfway out. If there's not one there, you can go get one, right? Yeah, it, no, I've got all over my yard. I'm going to go knock. We'll come over to your place. <laughs> yeah. And they're great fun because you can also, this would be a great time to take an egg, Wipe yourself down while praying to your ancestors to work through the egg uh, and to clear it, you know, clear you of, of all that impedes your path ahead, you know, to open uh, the good roads to you. And, and the roads of blessing are life, death, luck, and love. And you want them open in equal measure. And whenever I say that, people will say, um, I don't want my death road open. I said, yes, you do. <laughs> and they're like, no, I don't. I said, uh, excuse me for being based here. I said, then you don't want to poop all year. <laughs> it's about release, letting go. That's just one example. Yeah. So you want your receiving and your releasing, your starting and your ending to be in balance. You know, because to begin anything, you're ending something else. I love that. You know? So life and death and luck, luck and, and love. love. And luck is about being in right relationship with your soul. When you're, when you listen to the guidance that comes within, you'll never error. And the old uh, meaning for sin, interestingly, sin is an old Aramaic uh, archery term. And it means missing the mark. That's all it means. And uh, the concept of to sin is to make error uh, to, to to be an error and to not follow the guidance of our soul. And how many times have we had times in life where we said, I knew it, why didn't I listen? You right. know, and we listened and, and then listening as here we are at the crossroads of of the year and, uh, and to our fellow magic workers out there, this is a very powerful insight I'm about to give and it has to do with where we listen from. Uh, in the old Celtic tradition, there's a, 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 a sacred poem called The Cauldron of Poesy. And it's about the three cauldrons in the body. One in the head, one in the heart, and one in the gut. Now, to show you how powerful this is, I can prove to you that everyone knows this. See, the, cal the cauldrons are really about where consciousness pools, like pooling, like a, water, like a pool of water, where it pools and swirls and then pours down into the next, into the next, right? Or heats up and rises. And so I could prove to you that we have all known that consciousness is here, here, and here. How many times have any of us said, I knew it, and pointed to our head, when I knew it, or they'll say, I yeah. knew it in my heart, I knew it. And they'll say, I knew it in my gut. I had a gut feeling. Your gut will always tell you about survival. It'll always tell you, in many ways, it tells you the big picture. Your head, of course, is, is mostly about thought and about, and, and of the two, of the three, uh, the gut's the quickest. That's the one to go, no, no, don't do it, don't do it. It's not rational. It knows things very quickly. 
And then, of course, the heart, we have to do work because our feelings can get in the way, right, sometimes. Uh, and emotion and feeling are not the same, right? Like uh, a feeling is a sensation we get, but an emotion is a sensation felt in the body and emoted outward. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Say that again. A, a sensation or feeling is literally that it's a sense. It's the aliveness of something. Like I touch this wood, I feel its its texture. It's it's I feel its uh, temperature. All of that. So I'm sensing it, right? But when I sense that, if that sense, as I take it into my being, has a, a great value and importance to me, then I'll start to repeat that sense inside me and it starts to build in power. Now, if I hold it there, if it's a negative one, it can start to cause problems in the body, right? And so thus held, holding on to feelings we don't express can be hurtful. So an emotion is that feeling that's built up power and then is emoted outward. That's where the word emotion comes from. And so, we have what we got to get used to is we have a core sense and all the other senses come from that core sense i call it aliveness for lack of a better term but i like it because when i'm looking at a star out there it's so distant right but if i allow the aliveness in me to touch the aliveness of the star and how i know they've touched is when i feel that feeling of childlike awe that wonderment now i've so reached to it and mind touched and now that star and I across aeons of time can be in direct communication. You know, so soul reaching, mind touching. Magic workers know this. You really want to get your divinities to come to your circle. You really want to draw these sacred things to you. Feel it and you'll reveal it. You know, feeling, manage your feelings that way. And so that you know, our thoughts are like throwing out a, a fishing line, but it's our feelings that draw it in. Yeah. Yeah. You know? This is great. Again, I learned from you every sentence out of your mouth for, for so long. Uh, oh, Thank you. Um, so, okay. So, Anna, I, I love that. I'm looking at the rockets, neither here nor there. It's up, it's down. I'll, I'm just going in circles and circles. And how you even mentioned the egg. Um, an egg, I know, has been used in magic forever and all sorts of conjure stuff. So, tell people why. Well, the egg is interesting because uh, uh, most of it is about uh, the, the containment, right? And that the outer form is, that's chalk. That's basically chalk. <gasps> that's calcium. And so what happens is uh, on a resonant level, that will speak all the way to your bones, right? And then inside the, the, uh, the what is it? There's the yolk, which is the yellow, uh, is the solar. And then the, the, that clear sticky kind of, that's the lunar. So this is cleaning your bones, this is cleaning your soul, and this is cleaning your spirit, right? And so, the egg, we're supposed to do a fertile egg. I, I don't necessarily, but I find it, it, it works uh, anyway. But the thing is about eggs and about anything that you're cleaning yourself with, whether it's an egg or whether it's uh, some seeds, believe it or not, some bird seeds you can do it with, because seeds and an egg is a type of seed. It's not a botanical one, you know, but it's like a seed. And it's containing life inside of it, right? And so... When we use these things, we can't just rub them down and think 
boom, it does something. We have to rarefy it. And rarefying it means to acknowledge its inherent power at the highest level. So, you know, we wash the egg off and we, we know that this is a seed of life. But we then have to connect this greater power to it. So we first call out to God, God is all that is, to loan the power to remove that which is blocking us, right? That which is hindering us, that which is girdling our soul. To We call to it to place its power uh, in the hands of our ancestors. We often funnel it that way. And then ask the ancestors to place their hand upon my hand upon this egg. Now I've funneled power from the original ancestor, the maker of all things, through my ancestral stream, human and other, to the, this, uh, th this event that's happening. And the egg itself becomes the meeting place of all these powers. And then as I'm washing down, I may be saying things like, I don't know, uh, to bane, to bane, be gain, be gain, thrice, to keep back from whence ye came, you know, or... Uh, if it's a curse or something we think we have on us, then it's thy curses and thy sorcery are powerless to injure me. By earth, by water, by wind and sea, I send thy curses back to thee. Return, return, by law of three, I send thy curses back to thee. These are examples, you know. And, and as we do it, we have to pray or we have to chant and charm the entire time. Because that's holding and funneling that power and keeping it done, and then the egg will get heavy. We'll feel yeah. a heaviness in it. Now, I was taught to take the egg and either uh, uh, throw it at a crossroads, right? You go to a crossroads, you toss it, and then uh, and you ask, you know, the opener of the way, uh, the dark rider at the crossroads to open the way and, and to close now the, our, the roads between me and what's been removed. Or as I'll say, uh, let this way be closed until I should call again, may peace abide between thee and me. You know, there's an Beautiful. old... And, oh, this old conjuration is called the license to depart. And you can use it for almost anything when you're saying, go away. Like if you're cleansing your house at New Year's, which is a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, or you're standing at the, the front door saying to the bad spirits, mm -mm, not here. And that is, it goes, uh, <clears throat> all ye spirits in these parts I call, all ye baneful spirits in these parts I call, come ye, come ye, come one and all. By whatever authority conjured your presence here, I conjure you by that same authority. Leave now and let peace abide between thee and me until I shall call you back. So mote it be. And then you close the way so that, you know, they're gone. But you notice what you say. You're not declaring war on it. You're saying by whatever authority conjures you here, I conjure you by that same authority. Leave now and let peace abide between thee and me. Yeah. yeah, that is so beautiful. Because you know, I also work besides my witchy world. I work in the paranormal world. The ghost, all the ghost hunters and things mm -hmm. like that. And they're finally learning. But all this, like, yeah, this opposite of peace. Like, talk to us now. It's like, why don't you talk nice? And they'll talk to you now with spirits. It's they're finally are getting it. But what a beautiful way to look at it. Even anything you need to get out of your house, it doesn't have to be curse you it's like with peace so exactly. thank you for that <laughs> well things get on us like what you said with spirits with human spirits these are humans these are people yeah. like you and i with hopes and dreams and if they're haunted it means there was something traumatic and painful if they're inspiriting that means that they're there they want to be there and they're happy or they're yeah. 
or if they're not happy, you're, you're helping them. But uh, I tell people it's very rare that we have to declare war. You know, get off the battlefield and onto the dancing floor. <laughs> See, <know>? another rhyme. <laughs> I like <laughs> Who doesn't want to dance? I love that. So, oh my God, this is beautiful. So what are some of the things? It's a brand new year. We're days into it. So what are some of your suggestions or practice or invitation to this new year that you suggest? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, remember that everything, everywhere you are at any moment, uh, the only true real thing is that moment, right? It's the now. And we are arriving on the uh, the uh, momentum of the now's before us, behind us, and then we're moving on the momentum of the now's unfolding. So at any given moment, you're standing in the threshold of the of the the moment that rolled under and the moment that's rolling out, right? And so yeah. we we have to honor the undertow, like the past. Do not curse the past, because that which you curse, you become. And you cannot curse the roots and bless the fruits. So what you do is as we're standing in this unfurling year, right? By the way, there's a concept in ancient Roman tradition called uh, Anaparana. Anaparana. You don't hear this name often. Anaparana is the name of a goddess. She is the goddess of the constant year. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Anna yeah. or I think it's Anaparana is how you say it. A little known goddess who is very worth knowing about. And I often, because we are in the constant year, right? Time, the way it's unfolding for us, is really based on like things like uh, the time and distance. Well, the time, it rather, the percent of the Earth's rotational that it takes for a photon to travel from the sun to here. That time's different on Saturn. <laughs> it's different, <laughs> you know, Venus. So time is negotiable that way. And the truth is time is a stream. It's not a series of events. And uh, so what happens is as we move into this stream uh, uh, ever unfolding, uh, we can wash ourselves of the influences that we that are unhealthy and define the ones that are coming. Now, one of my favorite, well, there's several things. Uh, they say that as you come to the New Year's uh, shift over, right? Uh, before you get to it, you should open up all your cabinets and your closets. You should turn on every light in the house. And the reason is this is to let uh, the bad spirits or the bad energies, uh, no, the energies that mm, are draining, you can go now. Go ahead, everything's open, nobody's trapped. Go on, go on, you know. Uh, and if you like, you can even stand at that threshold. Uh, Ray, as New Year's goes, and let them go and do the license to depart, like I just said, you know. Or the another thing you do is so you you want to release them. Uh, some say it's always good to to uh, have a, a water, a pot of water that's sitting on the stove or somewhere, and it's starting to boil, boil, boil. And then right at midnight, you take the water and you throw it out the back door. You throw it out the back door. You're getting rid of, of the past, right? And it doesn't have to be boiling water. It can just be water that you're summoning in uh, all those things that need to go, right? Or maybe even you've even taken that water and, and a, a rag and washed yourself down and washed each other down and washed your pets down, you know, and, and into the water and out it goes. 
one of my favorite things. I love that. Aren't these fun? I'm going to go boil me some water. <laughs> yeah. And this is also where getting off on the right foot comes from. There is a tradition called right footing. Right footing. Okay. And right footing, I think Scotland still does it, uh, wow. where right at midnight, where strokes midnight goes into that few seconds over, you just simply step forward on your right foot, right, into the new year. And you bid, you turn it around, you just bid the, 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 the previous year goodbye. And you step into that new year. Now, that is very powerful. What I do recommend to folks is then turn and, and like the license to depart, or something, peace abide between thee and me. Then turn back around and summon that that uh, that oncoming year. Now, I was taught, and I love doing this, to uh, right after the ball drops or whatever, you know, kissing and all that. Then you stop and go, did you hear that? People now, people who know me for years, if they're around, they will they know what's going on. I'll go, Did you hear that? What's it? What I heard a knock at the front door. I think I heard a front, a knock too. My witches, of course, all know. And I said, I'll go, Oh, I heard it again. Just a minute now. Before answering the door, you, you should have a plate of food that you've made, or if you're having a party, take 40 yummies and have a plate set at the table. And you go to the front door and you go, oh, spirits of good fortune, you've come by. Come on in. You're welcome. I've got food for you. Come in and stay, stay the whole year. You know? I am doing that tonight in my yeah, itty bitty party. I'm bringing, I'm welcoming in the spirits of good fortune. It is so much ah. fun. And and people who are not even of the craft of magic I've had over and they've seen me do this and like, oh my God, I love this. I said, don't you understand? You have to court what you want. And too often what we call willpower is won't power. We, we, mm -hmm. what we think about expands, what we court and then attach feelings to, uh, the universe doesn't know that any difference that it, it, what we constantly feel into revelation is of is basically an invitation. Yeah. You know, so when, and so when you go to that door, you've got to get happy. And I even go as far as taking their hand. You know, I even say things like, spirits of good fortune, beloved, most beloved of all. You know, and I welcome them into the home. And then throughout the year, I like to have somewhere in the home or on the altar or somewhere where I acknowledge them all throughout the year. You know, whether that's a money pot or, or something, right? Yeah. Something invites your ancestors also. Yeah. Invites your ancestors. Uh, and pray, pray for them. I often there's pray for and pray true. Pray for, pray to. Pray for is uh, uh, is um, and on your ancestor altar, you always want a candle and some water because the water is to the soul what the flame is to the spirit. Right. So you're calling them across the waters, right? Because we came in across the waters, the waters of mommy's womb, and then we leave through yes. the waters that fill our lungs, you know. And so what I always do is I go and I light the altar to, you know, to those mothers and fathers, to those known and unknown, named and unnamed, seen and unseen, human and other. If you had not been, I would not be. And to those caught in pain or woe, 
I pray. And and you want to say not I pray for, because that's like putting yourself in the place of lack. You say, I pray joy to you. I pray peace to you. I pray, you know, not I pray for you. I pray it to you because the universe doesn't know any lack of this, right? We're just no. praying it to, to them. And um, I pray for the healing of your hurt. I pray for um, the restoration of your hope. I pray that you be blessed, uh, and blessed, blessed and redeemed in all ways. And you know, sometimes I'll say things like, "May all the powers of love encompass you through all nights and through all days and in all good ways." And then to the exalted ancestors, the redeemed ancestors, those who are healed, those are the ones I'll, I'll say. Well, here we are at the threshold right, of the year. Ancestors who walk with me, those who walk in grace, who those named and unnamed, known and unknown, seen and unseen. I love you. And I do not know your names, though I know you know me. I pray you mm. keep my feet in right relationship with the directive of my spirit. Should I wander away into ways of danger, lack, harm, or illness, swiftly but gently place my feet back in right relationship. You know, um, and you thank them. I can feel them now. I can too. If people only knew generations of mothers to the left and fathers to the right, walk with us all the time. Most of them are not the ones we know. They're the ones we don't know who our lives, we are right now healing them in some way, doing things that they only prayed they could do, unraveling the riddles. So I'm the healing things. So when the, so there are many that walk with us that we can. And and if there's one great gift I could give you, just be aware of this. Take a moment and to the left. In fact, I'll do this little two minute, if you like, of all of us. Please. And you could feel this even if you're driving. Now, don't visualize. You don't need to. Right. Just be aware to the left, rising from the memory of the blood and the bone and the soil are the wisdom keepers. The wise and redeemed ancestors, the mothers to the left, they rise up from the memory of the blood, and that's the blood that you are now in, your ancestral blood, and from the bones, because the bones are made of the chelated calcium of ancient life forms, so in there, the mothers who are human and other, and from the soil, wherever you live, you've been summoned to that place, because a piece of you is in that land some way, somehow, and you're summoned back to receive that and to be upheld by that. So from the memory of the blood, the bone, and the soil, these mothers, these exalted mothers rise up and they place their left hand under your left elbow, their right hand at your right elbow, I mean right shoulder blade, and you feel them holding you buoyant in life. To the right, the fathers of wisdom, those exalted, redeemed, and blessed ancestors of the blood, the bone, and the soil. They rise up as one lineage, placing their left hand to your right shoulder blade and the right under your right uh, um, elbow, upholding you, strengthening you as you walk in these ways. These are those who walk in grace. These are the ancestral beings, human and other. I always put that in, human and other. Named and unnamed, seen and unseen, known and unknown. These are the ones not in paradox, but in promise. Those who see something in you that is a part of them and that they walk with you so that you achieve. Often they won't show you their names or faces. You know why? Because it's not about them for them. It's about you. 
So often uh, I hear people all the time say, I feel them, but I can't see them. I said, of course not. They're walking in grace. You know? So as you're at that threshold and you stand at that door and you and you you hear the knock in your inner being and you open that door for the powers of well-being and joy and prosperity and such to come into your home and into your lives and those you love. Be aware that 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 you have the heavens above at that threshold. You have the undercountry below of the fairy realms and of the ancestral currents that rise up to the soil. And you have those who walk in grace to your left and right. And then hold sovereign your ownership of your year. So much of, of, of the unfurling potentials of life are waiting for us to claim them. For us to fling our consciousness forward and feel the world into being that the world that we want. You know, because if we don't name it and claim it, others will. And you don't want your, your year to unfold by default. Especially right now. Right now, we're in a time of uncertainty. We're in a time of threshold. Now, the uncertainty, you know, with the virus, and the politics and all these things. Don't look at what you see as the limit of what can be. What you see is the product of what has been invisible and is now visible. What you don't see is the pro is, is where creation begins. So now we have to see it and feel it into being. Claim that threshold. Uh, wash your stoop. That's something, an old practice, where you wash your front doorstep or front door uh uh, you know, the, the whole, the, what do they call it? The mantle? No, it's not mantle. Threshold, I guess it's called. Threshold, the, yeah. And you wash it. First, you, you wash it with like, whether salt water, vinegar, ammonia, things like that to, to cleanse it and clear it. And then get some water and put sweet things in it, such as some, a little bit of Florida water or uh, herbs of drawing, herbs of sweetness. And dress your home to bring what you want. Dress yourself to bring what you want. You know, before before midnight, take what they call a bitter bath, which is a bath just to cleanse yourself. And then, when 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 you as you're crossing that threshold, have oils uh, to embody the power that you want to cover yourself in, and then crown yourself with it. Like the crowning is a is a powerful technique where you simply uh, take the oil, whatever oil you're using. See, oil is liquid fire. And you take the oil and you uh, you knock on that little bottle and, and let your breath pass into it and say, awaken unto life. Remember your power. Then let your breath go into that oil. I honor you. I honor you. Name the power you call from it. And then take some drops of that, reach it to the heavens. Again, ask the creator, the goddess, God, whoever you call to, to place their power again in your ancestors. And to know so we say we funnel it through them a lot because we want them to also be blessed. You know, you know, and I'll often say from God's hand to God's hand, from God's hand to my ancestors' hands, from their hands to my hand and one hand it is, you know, and then take that oil. 
Call upon that power. Whisper your wisdoms into it. Call upon the power of prosperity, whatever you're covering yourself in. And then take it and put a little dot to your medulla area back here. And then up and over the fontanelle, which is that little dip in the top of the head, to the third eye. Then around the right, to the left, back to the third eye. And then back up again to the fontanelle. And mark it with, if you're Christian, three crosses, of which maybe three pentagrams or equal arm cross, all something holy. You're claiming your head for the year. Claim your head or something else will. You I know? love that. I've never claimed my head before. Oh, it's wonderful. They call that crowning. You know, crowning. Yep. And uh, we owe that to the, the wisdom of, of really the African people, because like in, I know in the voodoo tradition, they still do the lave tets. Uh, which is the cleansing of the head. And then at uh, St. John's Eve, which is June 23rd, in New Orleans, they still uh, will, everyone will come. They may go to Bio St. John, which is where Marie Laveau did it, wash the head, and then cover the head with sacred herbs and such and oils and white cloth so that for overnight, so that the good thoughts now will get into the head. You know, we have to, sometimes we got to clean it and claim it and crown it, you know? <laughs> I so there's a few it. things. Clean it, claim it, crown it. And crown it. Yep. Thresholds, the thing that people have to understand is every, we got this year, right? And there's all this power built up around New Year's, right? And yep. so we can use that power to catapult us. Millions of people are calling this the beginning of the year and the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So for the reality of humanity now, it is. So claim that. Use it to your benefit. You have today, as, as, tonight, a chance to recreate yourself. A chance to let go and let in. You know? And so, um, and but yet thresholds we have all the time. Every, every night, every morning. You know? And the witch dwells, the witch knows that the power is in the threshold. Power is in the unclaimed place where you can go, the place of all potentiality. And that's where we're at. Yeah. That's where we're at right now. You know, see, what else? I'm trying to think. Other. I don't know. I'm just lost in your beautiful voice. <laughs> I love you. I love um, you as so time much. is going by. Oh, my goodness. No, okay. I, I know we probably don't have enough time. I probably, but. but I know people have doll fallen in love with you like I have. So um, let people know where they can find you. Let people know about some of your books, about your school, oh. about everything. Yes, ma'am. And if we could, right at the end, could I do a blessing for everybody? Is oh, we haven't yet. Thank you. you. Want to do it after or now? Up to you. Well, you know what? Let's do it now. Let's do it. And then okay. I'll give the announcements. Okay. Okay. Everybody get ready for a blessing. So hold in your spirit what you would see the new year to become. Feel it into its arrival. And so I'm going to share with you two blessings. One is to open the way to magic. And the other is to cover you so that that magic grows strong. The first, stand I at the crossroads, at the place between night and day with my witch's finger 
open I the fairy way. Stand I at the crossroads, the place between life and death. And bless I now each one of you with my witch's breath. Let this breath carry the potentiality of the crossroads of magic to you and fulfill the dreams that set percolating in your spirit. And to keep them safe throughout the year, be aware of a waterfall of light that's falling from the heavens. For all of us are the star pulses reaching across eternity and resurrected as a human. For we are stars with human feet, encountering starlight in all we meet. Know this, grow this, and ignite. The stars will guide you through the darkest night. Be aware of a waterfall of light falling from the heavens and becoming you and all living things. But one component, one thread, one stream of it is ever arriving and becoming you. And that is your star walker, your holy guardian angel, whatever you want to call that highest nature that's ever arriving. Feel that waterfall of light now falling to you. And if you're still and can do it, open your arms. And if you're not, just feel it as you're as you're moving along. I call down the cloak of the angels. Fall down as a waterfall of light. Guiding and guarding and blessing each one of us. By day and by night. And feel that waterfall of light fall down and take its edges, draw it in around you like a great cloak. And this cloak of eternal ever arriving power surrounds you throughout the years to which no bane can penetrate. And with that, may all the powers of love encompass you through all nights and through all days and in all good ways. Let this good magic be written into the book of the law that none may rend asunder as it is, as it was, as it ever shall be. In this, the unfolding year, may you all blessed be. Blessed be. Blessed be, darling. Thank you. Now, Thank announcements. You. Um, this uh, as we're all floating <laughs> so oh i love you i love you i really do wish all good bless you know y'all if if we get into the habit of blessing each other of holding each other in those places of blessing like people call me all the time and and i call them and say listen you know let's hold each other in this bless whether it's the cloak of the angels whether it's what forms that you use we're going to move through the crossroads that we're in now and we'll take with us the best of humanity. Everything we're going through right now is to teach us to know what's inside and clean out those dust bunnies and to, to heal the wounds of the past and to witness the wound, the most, the, the voice of the most wounded, you know, our black community, our women, our gay people, our trans people, our, our indigenous people, and the list goes on. Where we're at now, we have an unfolding longer year of change too, not just the annual one, but the one that says now we can no longer 
be haunted houses and feet, or, you know, and human feet. We've now got to witness each other and hear each other and heal each other. We must, we must, or I fear Earth may decide we're not worth the investment anymore. We've got to. And when we heal each other, that will unfurl into the healing of our world. You know, and so let your magic awaken into life. And don't be distracted. So, um, or bandied about on the rocks of change, uh, on the rocks of doubt by the winds of change, you know. So, uh, I'm doing a workshop. Uh, it's a January, I believe it's January 9th. But if uh, on this kind of work for the unfurling new year, as well as I'm going to be posting on Instagram and Facebook something I call uh, the, the year before us, you know, readings. And these are, or the path before us readings. And these are readings I'll be offering uh, to specifically look at uh, the path before the folks who are getting the readings and then how to mitigate or mediate it, you know, how to claim how that unfurls. Uh, so I'll be posting that in, on Instagram and on Facebook, and both are under ryanfoxwood.com. Uh, if you want to get on the list uh, for this workshop that's coming up on January, I believe it's the 9th, because I just scheduled it. Uh, it's either the 8th or the 9th. But uh, and that one is going to be like this work, but three hours of it. Ooh. You know, and which is so fun. It's so fun. Uh, I love these threshold times. As my elders taught me, when we were standing at any crossroads of change and possibility, we are sitting in the body of a God. Literally, we're sitting in the body of a God. Isn't that a powerful way of looking? At we're sitting not, in, we don't have to approach the Lord of the crossroads. We're sitting inside of it. Right now, feel the presence of that God, that God that sits at the crossroads of change. And pray to Mother Fate to guide you as you clean the threads that wove together and form the cord of your being. And then that's work the magic that made the world. You know? And uh, we were all born for this time. You know? We were born, we willed ourselves here so that we could do magic at this time of great change and possibility. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. I, I don't put it so poetically, <laughs> but. How do you, I have to so, acknowledge you. I've watched you throughout the year and you're amazing. The spirit that you bring you. to the work that you do, the way you heal the spirits uh, in the homes and the places that you go to and you elevate people's understanding of the most intimate aspects of life because intimacy is in the invisible. Yeah. And uh, so I honor you and your work and I just thank you and everyone who partakes of your work. Uh, you're blessed. Thank you. Thank you. And you are certainly a part of that because believe me, this is the Mutual Admiration Society of Love and Magic. So everybody, Orion Foxwood, find him on social media, find him orionfoxwood.com. He's got an amazing class. Again, this is the taste. This was a teaser of what you could get. And you have books out there. People can find your books. Correct. I do. I do. Uh, I have uh, the fairy teachings, which you can get really through rjstewart.net. RJ was one of my teachers and elders. I love him. He's incredible. And then uh, the Tree of Enchantment and the uh, uh, the the 
uh, Flame of the Cauldron, about fairy tradition and about uh, a traditional witchcraft through a Red, uh, Red Wing Wiser. Uh, but you can also get it at your local bookstores. Please, 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 please contribute to your local bookstores, you know. Uh, and this is important because this has been a hard time for them and they love us, you yes. know. And uh, so those two books and then my Candle the Crossroads book, which got renamed uh, uh, Mountain Magic, uh, uh, was Mountain Magic and... I forgot the second part of the name. Sorry, but it's Mountain Magic. You'll see that if you if you Google it. And that's about the conjure that I grew up around, Southern Appalachian conjure. And I'm working on another book, co-authoring another book with Susan Diamond. And this one's on working with stones and crystals and gems as an animist. Working with, with and that's that won't be out for a little while. But that one is really looking at uh, stones as uh, the knowing ones, the elders of life here. And not as things and objects, but as living beings. And so that I'm excited about. So lots of things in the mill. Lots of things. Lots of things in the mill. And the mill is moving. So thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Orion, for coming to and bringing your beautiful wisdom to the witching hour. Thank you so much. You guys, check him out. Follow him. You will fall in love with him like I have. So, orionfoxwood.com, and uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you. Let's witch our way to a good year. Mwah.